So what is uh, with the windshield wiper thing? I need you to don't know. Uh, I'll bring it up again. Okay, no, because it rained. It, it rained all of Saturday and a big chunk of today. And not once while I was driving around, and I did a lot of driving, not once did it ever occur to me that, oh, my windshield wipers are too fast. No, the, okay. AJ totally understands. Okay. No, I don't get it's it. It's a social anxiety thing. It Screw is. that. It is. It is. It it's is. a. It's a. Are people watching me? Yeah. Do, are they judging it's, me? It's part I, of. I, the, I know uh, that they're making fun. They're they're looking at me and be like, "That guy's such a wussy." Who cares? It's as, way too fast. I would argue it's as bad a feeling as when your blinkers line up, but then they slowly go out of sync. Uh, I hate that. No, that is yeah. or, not. Or when. That's it's not, not the same feeling, the but same. I, I do hate anxious, when the though. when the blinker is almost on beat with whatever you're listening to, and you really want it to be, but <laughs> yeah. it's not. It's just that, slightly. You know odd. what I do is I, I put random on my iPod and I find a song <laughs> until it matches the beat on the blinker. Do you yes. really? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Driving all this weekend because going back and forth to the different apartments, not once did that ever cross my mind. Well, until what? I remembered Brandon saying like it's it bothers me so much. I don't understand. You know what? You just don't it pay did. attention to people enough. No. Then. You don't look <laughs> at the people directly you across from me. You, at a stop you don't light. have empathy. I don't need to have empathy this <laughs> You're not weekend. empathizing for those people you know what? judging. You, you just need to humble yourself. yourself a bit. You just need a new perspective, you just need man. New perspective. You need to look at their perspective. Think if they're judging you. Screw that. I guess what we're all trying to say is it just needs more zazz. This is the Nordy Dirk Podcast. You have been warned. Hello, and welcome to the Nordy Dark Podcast, the show dedicated to bringing you the indie game goodness you crave. My name is Andrew Campbell, and joining me tonight, we have, let's start with uh, my partner in crime, Andrew freaking Linder. What's going on, my friend? A lot is going on, actually. Like? Um, like, it's. Normally, you know, in songs, they're like, it's going on. Normally, it's just it's. <laughs> just it's? Yeah. It's are going on? It's are going on. Fair and on. Fair, fair and on. Fair enough. We also have my favorite brother that I have is Brandon Campbell. That, thank you. I think you're also my only brother. That I don't I know have, if that's so, a, a so you win by default. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best kind of winning. <laughs> the two the two best words in the English language: default. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. And Aww. finally, we have the world's greatest dad that is a host on this show, AJ Vogel. What's going Aww, on, buddy? Thanks, guys. Default. Default. Am I the greatest ad by default? Yep. Uh, on the show, you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that does feel bad, Brandon. I know. Right? <laughs> so how's it going, everybody? Well, now uh, I'm sad. I don't. I don't know. It's Memorial Day. It is, it is Memorial Day. We so. have no work. Wait, did you? You didn't go to work. Today. I didn't work today. I no. worked. Oh, that's yeah. Living yeah, those pizzas did. to those Andrew, people did you who work don't today? work. I did not. Okay, but they are open today. Right? But they are open. Okay. Yeah. Crazy lasers. Indeed. So yeah, busy weekend uh, for for me especially. I got to move. We all got to have adventures in moving on Saturday. That was a blast. Adventures in movie. That's a moving. That's a really good way to say that we moved stuff and we're yes. really tired. It sounds yes. like a movie. It does. Adventures yeah. in moving. Yeah, it was, it's adventures of babysitting actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really fun because um, we had these old crappy couches that I literally found on the street and decided, hey, I could probably use these. And my fiance and I, we ordered more furniture for the new place. So we decided to throw these couches away. The only problem was they were such a pain bringing upstairs the first time. So we just decided to kind of huck them off the balcony. That was really fun. We got, we'll be putting a video up on the site later of, of throwing those couches and watching them come crash into the, to the cement. 
was a good time. It was fun. It was terrifying. But uh, it's funny because I was, I was so afraid to be on the on your balcony <laughs> holding that couch. Yeah, I felt like with with four of us on the balcony plus that just the girth of that couch. Especially I was, the big. I was terrified of the balcony just collapsing and then <laughs> everybody dying. My question is, why wasn't anyone on this couch? Because oh, okay, okay, we oh we we do have something to talk about here. Why is why is that like the trope of yes moving a couch? Somebody has to be on the couch because yeah, that's funny. There's always a girl. There's two guys carrying the couch, and there's always a girl on the couch. It's like, you know, that's, no. that's funny in the movies, but in real yeah. life, that, like, I, I'd that be hurts, like, get off the couch. That hurts this people back. Yes, that injures people. You know, honestly, I was I was more picturing like when you guys were throwing it off of the balcony, somebody being on the actual couch for <laughs> well, the that, journey. Well, that would just be bad. That, <laughs> It'd be a little hilarious. That's though. not even a trope. It's like a log. It's like a log ride, like from, <laughs> from uh, with more pain in <laughs> hospital visits. A lot more, a lot more gravel too. A lot more gravel. There's a log ride with a horrible. In fact, hundred percent more. Hundred percent more asphalt involved in this. Yes. There, there is kind of a little backlash on going on on that whole thing though. We were cleaning our apartment all day yesterday, the old one, not the new one. And I called up my now former landlord, and he's you know all right. So we're all done. If you want to come over and do a final run through, and he goes, yeah, so uh, who's uh, whose couches are those? I said yeah, those are our old ones. We put them out there for the garbage. Well, the garbage doesn't come for another uh, another five six days. Uh, am I just gonna have to take care of them? I said I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of feel like a like a jerk, but it's not really my problem anymore. He goes, okay, well, that will just uh, come out of your deposit. And why, I have why will that come no, out of your deposit? I have no idea. But apparently he's getting some people to move them away, and that's going to cost him some X amount of money. So who well, knows? It well, might... I, I guess it makes sense because I think if you leave them out by the curb for too long, you can get fined. Yeah. yeah. So he, he would get fined if they stayed out there. So, so I think he's going to take it out of my deposit. We'll see. Okay. That was fun. Yeah, so uh, about moving, I, I want to say that uh, – Watching Andy Ugh. move the giant moving van. Oh man, it's a dream to watch. <laughs> it really, it really is. If, like, okay, the regular way that you should do it, you you pull forward and then back up, turning into the driveway. If you, you ever, know? if you ever want to be inspired, creative, <laughs> like creatively, just Andy, will you please just it was artistic. move that moving van? Ugh. It was artistic. Um, but first, what happened is me and AJ parked, and then Andy comes up with the with the moving van, and he's like, "Oh, could you guys move?" I'm like. Do you, yeah. do you really need that much room to, I was, to back it into the driveway? But, I was you know. so confused because he he rolls down his one he like rolls down his window and he goes move, move like with the finger and everything like and I was so I was confused and I looked at the stuff I was like why is he why is he telling us to move? Why we yeah. we're parked there? All he has to do is just pull forward a little bit and then just wheel it up you know yeah, wheel just it back, back up into it. Um, Needless to say, this man, this man can pull off a seventeen point turn easy. If you if you have a moving man stuck oh, yeah. in a, stuck in a narrow alley and he can flip that he's, thing one eighty. I mean, he might hit the curb like five, six so, times, but that that is okay. So there's and, the there's the Y turn. This was like a like a W turn or no, something. No, no, it, it, it was just like a zigzag. This was turn, on like, all sides of the axis here, man. Three more W's added on yeah. after the end. It was like you know those uh what are those things called? We just Put a little circle in another circle, and you just like turn the pen. What are those called? Uh, yeah, uh, Gyro- I do remember something those. Graph, something graph, gyrograph, something like spirograph. that. Spirograph. Spirographs. You were doing a spirograph turn, is what you were doing. <laughs> nice. Like the dragon? Spyro? In, yeah. Spyro in, the in my defense, it's a big vehicle I'm not used to. And the first time when, of course, none of you were there, no freaking problem. I backed it into the, to the driveway with, you know, by myself. No problems. And of course, when all of my friends and family are around me, watching me, judging me, but backing up this car into the garage or into the driveway, that's when it goes. You to know, hell. 
I, I wouldn't have had a problem with it if you hadn't have told me to move. That's yeah. when, that's where you draw the, drew the <laughs> that's, line. That's the line and in the that's where you draw and the line. It wasn't raining, so your wipers weren't on. I wasn't judging you that much. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's all said and done. Uh, new place. Everything's going great. Unpacking. So, overall, honestly, like it wasn't that bad. What would no. you? Uh, what would you? What would you rate your moving? I would rate it. Eight out of ten spirograph turns. Good. Okay. All right. So, I, I'm okay with that. I'm actually like on the same page. I would also rate yeah, it. Yeah, I rate it about an eight. It, I've had much worse, much better. Yeah. So well, not much better. Just, just I've had a couple random better. You know, this might actually be the oh, guys. I might actually this might be a ten spirograph for me because this huh. was probably the best move that I've ever been a wow. part of. It was better than moving you. You always seem to move when it's like 100 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. and, Middle of June, man. Yeah. Middle uh, of June. That's when that's you got to do best it. Best time. That's yeah. when you got to do it. Andrew, what would, what would you give this move? <laughs> you know, I'd give it a, uh, I'd give it a, a um, handing out receipts. That's what I'd give it. You give it a Walmart greeter. I give it a Walmart greeter. Walmart greeter out yeah. of ten. All right, okay. fair enough. Stupid Walmart. So we have a game for you actually today. We're not just here to oh, talk we, about moving the whole. Oh time. yeah, we do games, don't we? We do. Nah. We do. We do independently developed <laughs> video games. And this boy, do we have a doozy for you today? Now, originally, it was AJ's turn to pick, but the show got hijacked by one Andrew Linder. By and Maximilian Pegasus. I, <laughs> AKA Maximilian Pegasus. Douche! And I... <laughs> well, I should have said Seta Kaiba. Kaiba, yeah. yeah, Kaiba, yeah. He, he does have the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Freaking the Blue Eyes yeah. White Dragon. Exodia! What? Impossible! <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you could have had those cards Karibos. I thought you probably had. <laughs> you can't beat my blue eyes ultimate dragon. Karibos. <laughs> Tons of Karibos. Oh, that's always what happened to anyway. Anyways. Andrew, why did you pick the game that we just <laughs> Well, okay. You hijacked the show. At first I was kinda like, what's what's where, where's it going with this? I'm glad you hijacked the I show. Did, you dang right. I'm very glad you hijacked the joke. Hijacked the Joe. Hijacked the Joe. Hijacked that joker. <laughs> I actually didn't have a game picked out anyway. So. Oh, <laughs> it worked out great. So Axiom Verge Axiom is the game. Verge. Which, before we go anywhere, what do you guys think the, the title of the game actually means? It makes me, I don't know, I don't even care. Just fun to say Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge. Verge. Like you have to say it in a very, like, alien. Axiom yes. Verge. Very, like, axiom. Deep. Those are both, like, real words, so we axiom should look those up. Verge. An axiom is when you smack an axe into something. No, it's not. And then <laughs> no. the person doesn't it's realize like, they're dying, and they go, I was going to say it was, like, the maximum axe. <laughs> Maximum axiom. axiom. Maximum axiom. axiom. It's the next game. You can have my sword and my bow and my axioms in returns in Maximum Axiom. So Axiom Verge is the game. Andrew, would you like to give why you decided to pick this game? Yeah, you know, actually, my brother Eric, the guy who does the sound for the show. That's right. Eric. Mastering, etc. Hi, Eric. Um, What's up, dude? Um, He suggested that uh, we do Axiom Verge, and by suggested, I mean he suggested I should play it. And I played it, and it changed my opinion on Metroid. Really? And so I figured we should do it for the show. Huh. It cha- wait, Fair it enough. changed your opinion on Metroid? Yep. In a good or bad way? What, what do you mean by In that? Both. Um, <laughs> I was somewhat depressed because I found I liked Axiom Verge better than any Metroid game I've ever wow. played. Wow. Which is saying something because Metroid is one of my favorite series. Ooh. Metroid is pretty okay. awesome. And uh, this game takes what they wanted to do with Metroid back when they were doing like Fusion, etc., and puts it on steroids. Huh. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. It's an ind- it's an indie action adventure video game developed by one Tom Hap. He's the sole developer, artist, Hap. musician. He did every single aspect of this game. He began work on it in March of 2010, and it just came out 
on March 31st, 2015. So yep. almost five, you know, pretty much five years. Five years in guy. the making. Do, and do, 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 do. unlike a certain indie game developer whose name shall not be mentioned last week, this guy doesn't have terrible press surrounding him. In fact, it's got nothing but positive reviews about You could say game. he's a happening guy. You've, ah, <laughs> I get it, because his last name's Hap. Oh, uh, he's ah. funny because his last name is Hap. Or, or Axiom. I looked at the definition. <laughs> okay, oh, what, what is the What do you got? For it. A statement or a proposition that is regarded as being established, accepted, or self-event or self-evidently true. Okay, huh. so now AJ, I'll send you to look up Verge. Wasn't that when you move in traffic? <laughs> that's, merge, that's merge. Oh, it's an M. That's two V's upside down. Axiom <laughs> merge. Okay, I mean close, close. Guys. What a boring. That, I need to get to my game. Merge. Verge and edge or border. Get into the fast lane. So, so that doesn't make so sense. that doesn't that we're we're back to square it's, one. It's an edge or border that is evidently true. <laughs> so it's a it's, oh, a, it's a, like the true edge of it's a coalescing reality. of universities. I feel like or uh, universes, universe. not universities. <laughs> Harvard and Oxford came together <laughs> and created Ox Harvard. Hawks. 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 So this game is on PS4, Linux, Windows, uh, Mac, Xbox One, pretty much every current gen, including PCs, you can pick up Axiom Verge. And I would right off the bat say, you should pick up Axiom Verge. It's worth it, even it's for the a, high price tag. It's a good game. Yeah, there, it is a little high price for uh, normal indie games. Sure. It's $20, but it, I'd say it's probably worth it. Yeah, I, I think that... I mean, you look at a lot of games nowadays, you look at $50, $60 price points. This game is going to give you, in my humble opinion, more entertainment. It's going to last, like, what is it, a 10-hour campaign? It's, like it's, that? It, and on top of that, then you add in the completionist aspect yes. of games like this, like they did for all the Metroid games. Mm-hmm. It's the same deal. So there's the main storyline um, I haven't finished, but I'm like seven to eight hours in right now wow and i haven't i don't feel like i'm anywhere near the end of the game i don't have as nearly as many weapons as my brother did when he showed me hmm. so gotcha the weapons are a really cool part of this game though i'll give you that they they each feel very different that's oh, what's yeah. they're all situational or is how many i got yeah and it, it doesn't feel like once you get the next weapon there's no reason to use the older weapon which usually. is awesome yeah you, you you pretty much need all the weapons which is i like they're um there was a review that I watched about this game basically saying that, all right, we're going to play it. And anybody who's listening, feel free to join in this game. Anytime we, we refer to this game as Metroid, take a drink. Because this game is birthed from those old... I, was it Game Boy? No, it was NES, right? It was NES. Yes, NES. The original Metroid. Our listener demographic is ages 6 to 8. Yeah, so drink that apple think juice. Of, so drink that apple juice. Think of like watching Little Einsteins. And uh, you're drinking your apple juice. Man, I know that song. <laughs> you have kids. That it's acceptable. You, so you have just shown your cards as a dad. Oh, <laughs> yes, you have. So, I mean, before we really get into the game too much, I mean, I, I do want to touch on Metroid because that's a very important series in Nintendo. How much did everybody play of that growing up? Oh, like all Metroid? the time? Yeah, Metroid. Um, not a lot, but I, I did play it. I mean, right. Honestly, I didn't touch a single Metroid game until Metroid Prime. Okay. Yeah, that's that's so, our experience. I developed hemorrhoids from sitting too long well, and playing this game. That not anything that anyone like needed a reason to, know. to play the game. Then <laughs> and they just there's oids, there's multiple oids. So I sure. felt like it it meant more. Fair enough. Huh. I'm sorry that you all know that. Now. I would have rather you have made up something. <laughs> yeah, I um, shockoids. I, I, <laughs> I have I have shockoids. Whenever I is that like when you get shocked and then yep yep yeah. you yell <laughs> like the, the noid like the noid from from. 
uh, what was that from Do- Domino's? No, you hit the was it Domino's? Yeah, Domino's. Avoid the noid. Yeah, hit the nail. Avoid the, the shockoids. Good job, yes. guys. Okay, well, that was. <laughs> so this 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 game, um, it's very reminiscent of those old Metroid games, but like Andrew said, put that game and then add steroids to it. There are jumping mechanics more that, that <laughs> more roids, um, jumping mechanics like weird stuff like you can walk through short stretches of wall it likes to really use the glitchiness of the game to its advantage yeah. which is really yeah. it's fun one thing that they did is they definitely wanted it to feel like the old nes metroid games mm-hmm. and one thing if you play those old nes games you everyone who's played an old nes games remember what it's like for the game cartridge to get dirty and randomly it'll glitch and you'll see the little glitching pixel things that you know they they're glitching that they're not supposed to be that way and this game actually threw that in there trying to get the feel of an old NES-type game, which is really cool. Speaking of old feel, um, that's one thing I really appreciated about the game as well was the uh, palette colors they had for the game. It really it was simple, but the game was based around what was supposed to be that culture, or not culture, that that era of games. Yeah. Um, So I felt like keeping the the palette color simple for each pane like that was the way to go. Yeah, Yeah, I I feel like this game in just art style is... You could throw it right on the NES, probably. Oh, totally. I mean, I mean, the actual game probably is too big for one of those old cartridges, right. but it definitely feels and looks like an NES game, which is yeah. cool because I love the old NES. You could throw it on the NES until they start to do things like when a boss dies, there's that Kaboom. weird... Yeah, like weird almost sonic boom that yeah. you get. I think that's Type like 8, shockwave. actually. Is it? You know, like, you know when they... Is it Type 8? I can't remember if that's the right, Not sure. the right phrase for it, but it's like an F-Zero and there's that separate plane of pixels okay that are just like floating and almost like 3d you know yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know in f-zero there's like yeah. the 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 main level you're on looks a lot different than the back the background art yeah yeah i think it's the same deal with the bosses and their stuff like that as well right. going, just... going around the table what was everybody's favorite like nes game growing up are you, are you oh, gonna man, hate? sure one. we can start oh. wherever yeah i'm thinking too hold on <laughs> i i'm i have one all right I'm, brandon final fantasy one Okay. I mean, I've, I've stated last sure. week in the episode that I love the old Final Fantasy games, and that game in particular was my favorite of all time. It's actually still my favorite Final Fantasy game of all time, Which Part, partially because I just like almost never beat it. Like I have so many playthroughs through that where I'd get like two hours in. Those of you who have played it, I'd get to the Marsh Cave, which was terrible. <laughs> I hated that. And then uh, it would glitch and erase my entire game, and then I have to play those two hours over again, over and over. I got really good at those two hours of game, but <laughs> beyond that, I, I think I beat it once ever. But still, loved it somehow. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> give my favorite NES game to Brandon. You'll know, but I'm not sure that the two of you will. River City Ransom. Oh sure, Heck yeah. Play, oh my gosh, that no game. Idea. That game is it. You're, it's a 2D side scroller where you're a couple of high school kids fighting bullies except for you you pick up like rocks and sticks and you just beat the Stick, crap out sticks of and people. stones will break their bones you, you like trash cans at, at them it is it's so much fun i have such fond memories of like the big thing in that game was to get a shower yeah <laughs> or, oh, it was a we sauna used, we used to go up and the whole thing was to get the sauna so you could see the pixelated butt of the yeah, oh, because, yeah. of, because of course we were little kids and pixelated that was butt. it was so funny butts are so funny andrew what about you favorite i would choose castlevania 3 dracula's curse okay it's just it's oh, it's perfect it's, it's, oh, it's what, great what about it did you like so much that's like axiom verge the metroidvania series like all 
that's why I'm so glad that uh, I forget his name. The guy who was the original director for the Castlevania series, he's making a new one now yeah. called oh, Bl- yeah. Bloody Tears or something like. That. I can't remember what the Bloody name Tears. is. Something Castlevania esque. And um, Castlevania three. This well, I guess Castlevania one is two. Less on Castlevania two because Castlevania two is. It's a terrible night to have a curse. <laughs> terrible night. Um, but all side-scrolling games like that, like when you think of uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon or Metroid Fusion, etc. Sure. Castle, the first Castlevania game, but in particular Castlevania 3, are the grandpappies of that genre becoming its own deal. Sure. Um, I think we have games like Mario uh, platformers where it's to get to the end of the level with the most points, but Castlevania made this series of games more about exploration, more about the story, and it it was a game changer, and then that created basically what we're playing now. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah. Uh, For me, if if it boils down to the game that I played the most on the NES... It was Super Mario Two, of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's Super the Mario. Best one. The, the, no. the second one? Not, the second no, one. it's not the best. Wait, one. wait, wait. What's the Super one? Mario that's 3. the one. Super What's Mario the one with the airships. Super Mario Three. Okay. Super then. Mario Two is the one that was like a knockoff of some other Japanese platformer. Yep. Oh, they just pe- yeah. Mario Where you like pick up stuff and yeah, the Angry Sons. Yeah, you uh, you fight the thing that shoots eggs at you and you gotta <laughs> jump on the egg. Roberto. Yeah. Roberto. Yeah. Um, but oh. as far as my favorite, man, I'm like, you guys are like saying all these like cool, cool games. And I'm just going to say Legend of Zelda, man. Oh, that's that's for sure. that oh, was number two. Nothing wrong. That, that goes that back too. to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't, <coughs> the amount of like mystery, like when you, yeah, to that, that's, uh, a, that's another game that it was like, it was huge. Like when then. you, when you walked into a, to a screen where like there was a cave, but it was like across water or something like yeah. that or something like you couldn't get to it. You're just like. Man, what is in that cave? Mm-hmm. Yo, if what, only I could go up twice. What riches and wonder lie in there? <laughs> oh, man. I think Axiom Verge, Andrew, going off of what you said, is very reminiscent of those Castlevania games. It it takes influences from Metroid, Contra, Blaster Master, Bionic Commando, Trans- or Transylvania, Castlevania. <laughs> it's, it's the side-scroller. You're fighting random enemies that you don't really know what they are or why they're doing what they're doing, but you need to kill them or they'll kill you. That's pretty much what it comes down to. And that's why I like the way that they pace this game. Um, I even really don't know a whole ton about what's going on in the game. They really don't tell you all that much. Not really. Um, Although they, a lot of the backdrops and a lot of the scenery does kind of give you somewhat of an idea for what happened. But what I know thus far is that there are these almost godlike machines on this planet and that um, they are trying to, there's two there's the verse, I think. Uh, there's like two different planes of existence. Yeah. There's like one good and one where everything's alive and then one bad where all the bad stuff happens. Yeah. Pretty straightforward, light and dark world type yeah, of yeah. deal. Um, and then the main bad guy from Dark World, Athenos or Athenos. Anthony or, or whatever. We Anthony. Call him yeah. Show. So the, the, ma- the main demon, Anthony, decides <laughs> he wants to uh, invade this world, take it over, and reign for 10,000 years, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds like your so typical a little doomy, NES story. A little doomy. Yeah. Like old school doom. Sounds like your typical Anthony. Typical yeah. Anthony. Typical. <laughs> Good job, Anthony. Yeah, I've, got, I've got in the notes uh, you play as Trace, which right off the bat, I think that's a cool name. Trace. Yeah. He's a scientist who suffered a fatal injury and then woke up in an ancient and high-tech world is the yep. is the other plane of existence that we all just don't know about that apparently is going on right now. Um, you know, I'm not 100% sure if it's like another dimension or what the deal is. Like I said, I'm still learning. Uh, uh, at the very beginning, the whole there's this little cut scene of him like 
he's a scientist and he's yeah. doing yeah. like some experiment. They don't explain what Things it is. Things go awry. So maybe something happened that blew him into this other plane of existence <laughs> or something like that. I, I love that trope in movies and games where, okay, we need something weird to happen in order to follow the story. Let's add in a mad scientist and have something go wrong. And this mystery chemical makes people... like Welcome every, to the TV show's superhero. Fringe, Doctor Who. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, Magical Seriously, science. keep naming them because Supernatural. Pretty much um, every see. superhero movie. Every superhero. That's how they become um, super. You've got stuff like Reanimator where it's a scientist who puts this nondescript green goo even like house is that alive. trope to a certain yeah. degree yeah like absolutely the md md house and it's it's yep. so it's so like it almost feels like one of those tropes that's like protected like anybody in hollywood or in game design can just say magic science and there it goes well it's because it works and that's yeah and it absolutely works and and 99 of people viewing or playing those things they can't really dispute them because they don't know any better well plus i mean if you look at how science is today i mean they have the Giant, um, what is that called? The atom crasher over in oh, the, the, oh, the hadron collider, yeah, yeah, the hadron collider. And uh, people are terrified of that thing that's gonna like create some black hole. I hope it does. We all go to Event Horizon and like, <laughs> like that type of thing. It's like some of these games are, aren't so far off with where we are today in science. I mean, science is crazy, science is crazy. Yep. They're making clouds now, yo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah, they, they can, can make clouds, they can make clouds. They've been making clouds since the 70s. Make it rain, quite they, literally. They, can, they actually created something like a invisibility cloak type thing, they can hide yep. a penny. What? Yep. Wow, yeah. I mean, that's not much because it's like a giant like box of like. We don't hide the money. Cords. How much can you, how much do you have in your bank? I have one cent. We can manage. <laughs> but can yeah, it. they can totally bend light around it so you can't see the penny at all. It's like yeah, it's tanks science. like that. I saw a rainbow in my sprinkler the other day. <laughs> what kind, what are they putting <laughs> in our water, man? <laughs> <In> our water. <laughs> so, yeah, getting back to the game, it received critical acclaim upon release with praise particularly directed to the setting, weapons, boss battles, control, upgrades, secrets i mean there's tons in this game over what did it say over 60 items and power-ups that you can get from wow. being an average joe schmo scientist to a demigod basically pretty much honestly i love games and this is particularly the metroidvania series uh tight well, kind of games rather the genre um I love when you start out with nothing but a simple little pew pew blaster yep. and then by the end of the game you're like basically Dr. Manhattan and yep. just destroying yeah. <laughs> things. You walk into the room and everything dies. From yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's part of the journey. That's what yeah. makes it so great. Like you're, you can physically see yourself getting better at the game because yep. of your labor. Yeah. I think that's something you brought up earlier is that, that differs this from uh platformers like Mario, for instance, is you jump in there and you're looking for these power ups to make you stronger. It's not just going from a to B it's, you're thrown into this giant world where you can explore everywhere and mm -hmm. you're trying to get power-ups and it actually gives you something to work for other than I'm just going to beat this level. And I love the uh, the main dude's attitude towards everything. Yeah. <laughs> because he, if you die the first time you die, you wake up in one of those save point eggs and uh, he's like, what happened to me? Oh my gosh. I'm like, I was dead. Yeah. And then the, the robot's like, you know, you weren't I'm just kidding. Yeah. Brought you back to life. He's like, all right, well, I guess I'll keep shooting things. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't, doesn't have a mental breakdown. Yeah. The, the head thing or the robot that like talks to you, you actually find it at one point and it's just this giant head. Yep. Basically. It just, it feels like a whole room and it's like, yeah. I need you to rebuild me and fix me. His uh, first, brain filter was, was broken. Yeah. He my, needed to fix the brain filter. Yeah. 
the first thing I thought was, I'm going to fix this thing, and it's going to try to kill me. Yep. Yeah, because right. it looks like a boss. It looks like a boss, and there are multiple giant heads that are See, that's what I loved about this game, though. They took normal things that you would, like, I I did the exact same thing when I first walked into that room, and there's a giant head. I'm like, here we go. Yep. I just killed a boss, but I guess it's time to find another one. Um, that being said, though, there are bosses in the game that are even bigger than that. I'm not sure if you guys got yep. to him, but there's the big worm dude. Yep. Who has, laser at you, he has like laser. six lasers on top of his head with a big laser in the middle of his forehead. He shoots another laser with his arm that goes like across. It sweeps the entire room. You have to hide behind blocks. Yep. And then he also shoots uh, little ones from the bottom of his tail. Little, little purple acorns. That's that's yep. It's terrifying. So. Okay, you want to know my biggest problem with the game is actually the story because maybe it's just we've been so spoiled with having games with sweeping stories and and you fall in love with characters and then cry when they like like I I played Gears of War three with my sister and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't played it one of the characters that you play for the first two games dies and and he's gone and dead and my sister was bawling in tears because she was so connected with this character i never felt that for this game at one bit and i wonder if that's this game or if this is reminiscent to older games and older games we just never really had that sense of connection i i'd have to say that they i mean you look at the game they're trying to make an nes game like that's what i saw when i started playing this game they were trying to make a metroid castlevania type game that would be on the nes and those old games they had no story. Like there was, <laughs> there was almost no story in Do any this of thing. those games. Why? Because yeah, like you look at the Fire. old Zelda game. It was save the princess from the bad guy. Here's a sword. Yeah, we, we we've kind of already touched on that though. As far as like they were pushing boundaries of technology. Yeah, yeah. concentrated. And on I that. think that sure that in this game they're like you know I want to make it like the old NES games. Let's put in the smallest amount of story I can. And go with it. See, I would even argue that's not even the case, though. Um, I would just argue time because the more the more you play, the more they reveal the story, and it's okay. Okay. So it's I don't know. I think it's an unfair thing to say, like, yeah, you know, it doesn't really have a story because, but like by the time I've played, I'm pretty attached to the main character sure. right now. Has no idea what's going on. He's freaked the heck out. Um, in the middle of me? random planet with a bunch of sweet sweet power ups. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind seeing like. A revamp of people. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that make their own cartridges and everything for the NES and right. everything. But like, what a revamp! Like, oh man, that would be so hard though because they can't read that much. Never mind. <laughs> I'm <laughs> thinking like if you like if you do something like the the See, story of like Grand Theft Auto over like an NES cartridge. But that's why these games hmm. are working now and not didn't come out years ago is right. because these ideas have been around. People are now finally implementing them because the the technology and art style we have now. But back in those days, it was like when Dragon Warrior came out, they couldn't even do the auto A button. You right. had to check the underfoot right. with yeah. A and open the menu with A and hit the button with A and then oh open the floor God. with A and see if there's a thing on the floor with A. What is the game um, All Your Base Are Belong to Us? Oh. Uh, okay, but that, that's Wing a very, Commander? No. It's a very famous uh, thing in gaming, right? Yes, All it's, Your Base Are Belong to where Us. It, it was one of the first games that oh. actually had cutscenes <laughs> with story and... The cutscenes in this, first off, it was a Japanese game yeah. originally, and they which a lot of these games were. Um, it started, and they actually just straight up uh, translated from Japanese to English. And the name of the game was AJ? Uh, Zero Wing. That's Zero right. Wing. Okay. Not Zero Wing. And Zero their Wing. translation was literal. 
You so, have no chance yeah. to escape. Make your time. <laughs> exactly. They didn't even. They didn't even like rearrange it at all to make it make sense. All your someone has set us, us up the bomb. That's, yeah. The, the reason I bring that up is when talking to the giant heads, and I never noticed our main character Trace saying it, but when talking to the heads, they had some grammatical issues that made me kind of raise I, an eyebrow and go. I, I think it's huh? because they're on low power, so they're like just they're hurting. So it's okay. it's trying to describe like. Must turn on thing. I am right. almost dead. Save me. That's a that's actually a lot better thing than I was thinking. I think that's a, that's a really cool idea. I was just thinking maybe it's a nod. You know, it could be. It could be. This game oh. is very like they're being like you guys like NES games. So do we. pretty much though, like because when you enter the room, um, it goes. I think it's Wave Six. No, Type Eight. Anyway, the F zero <laughs> thing I was talking about yeah, that yeah, I can't remember the name to. Yeah, you enter yeah. the room and it kind of does one of those, and the boss gets massive, and you have to jump behind those blocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. The one, the slug yep, one I was talking about guy. a second ago. Um, and uh, the minute he enters the room, I always love the dialogue because he's like, "Can't we just talk it out?" And it's like, "Athenos demon kill," demon. and you fight the whatever all, boss. All it is. the things keep calling you demon, which is which is really interesting. Um, they also did a nod to Castlevania and Mega Man, where right before a boss. You, it's a different color door, and it it's yeah. just one corridor going from one room to the next, and yep. you know it's coming, and it brings that tension up. It's got that really the hushed music, just the, yeah. the slow pulse, just the, yeah. That that's super effective when you're when you're about to fight. Super a boss. effective, absolutely. Marty Sleva, sure. Marty Sleva. Marty Sleva from IGN gave the game seven point nine out of ten. He's wrong. Which first of all. Just go eight. Why do you have to go point nine? I took away point one because I'm IGN. <laughs> he praised the satisfying character progression, challenging boss encounters, responsive controls, and great sense of movement and combat. But he criticized the forgettable story, characters that can't be related to the map, and map design, which never evolves throughout the game and discourages exploration. Andrew, do you think that his criticisms are noteworthy? Um, I don't know. I think they're a lot more simplistic. For example, when Metroid uh, Fusion came out, they had a very detailed map. You could go to each pane and see what, mm-hmm. what was where, etc. Um, they had rooms labeled. This one it just has a very simple uh, color change for different rooms, like the save rooms, the head rooms, etc., mm-hmm. boss rooms. Um, so I think they're fair criticisms, but at the same time, that's they're overbearing criticisms. I don't. That's making something a bigger deal because the dude needs to write an article. Yeah. One thing that I did want to bring about about or up about the exploration was it felt like I was always being pushed forward. Yeah. And there's always this part in the back of my mind that's like, I need to go back and explore what I missed. Yep. yep. And that part was just like, oh. It's a little this, frustrating. It's frustrating. I understand because that. Because so, I, I must have missed guns back there or something. See, I wouldn't even argue that's the cool part, though, because back in like Metroidvania-style games, you had to get them in a certain order to unlock the next part. It was like... Almost like Ocarina of Time, you couldn't get to the Forest Temple without using the hookshot. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same deal um, in the old Metroidvania games. However, with Axiom Verge, that's kind of the neat thing is, yeah, there are certain items you have to get because you need the boots to get to like a certain area, right. et cetera, et cetera. But you can explore the game at your own pace and get weapons before like you should, quote unquote. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool, I think. It's, uh, it lends itself to exploring more. Sure. Absolutely. So I thought the, I mean, it, it's pretty incredible. The game took five years, but at the same time, it was all one dude, which is kind yep. of what we go for on this show is one individual creating a game and creating it very well. I think this was very well done. The pixel art was incredible, especially 
the detail on some of the bosses. Yeah. Like if you get a chance, if you're listening to this and you're wondering what we're talking about, go and just Google anything on Axiom Verge. Look up the different bosses. It's very well done. And not just the pixel art, the freaking music. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The music, the music is, really is amazing. Cool. It is very cool. There's there's one level that they've got some like Indian woman singing in the background. Yeah. It was awesome. In a like old 8-bit NES game is the weirdest thing, but it's so It effective. works though. It works very well. The game is is good. Same for the sound effects. Like when they did the the bit crush noise for the lightning. It, it's just it's yeah. the sound effects are so well placed. Is that that green kind of shotgun? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that one. What was the fourth gun that I got? Was that the blue pulsating one? Yes, that one. That's a good one. That was weird. It's a weird one, but it's a good for like when there's a, those rooms full of little bats that die in one hit. Those type of enemies. Yeah. It's awesome for those because it clears those rooms really quick. Mm-hmm. See, it's what's great about those weapons is like it's all situational and it doesn't force you to use a certain weapon. It just says like. You can do it with the lightning one, but it's going to be super hard when the the dude moves really fast and is all sure. the way down the quarter. So use the laser or use the pew pew you get at the beginning. Right. Yep. So. Uh, I think the controls, super responsive. Superb. The, yeah. The only negative that I have about the controls was something that I personally was annoyed with is shooting down. Because there, sure. there are certain things where you actually have to like, like you have the little drill that you drill through rocks. You have to like jump and then shoot yeah. down to drill down. I wish you could just push down and shoot down instead of like ducking. Yeah. But I, That's a fair I, I understand that you, there's also reasons to just duck and shoot, but now did you guys ever get the little droidy guy? No, the tiny no, little droid no, mech didn't. dude. It's awesome. You get an upgrade that, uh, it, it's almost like morph ball. It transfers your, um, character or what you're playing to a little, is it really almost like a little spider? And then the spider, you can fit through different cracks, get different upgrades. I remember um, in, the, in those shoot stuff. games, the, the morph ball, that was a big thing. Oh, yeah. And then they they their morph ball is this little spider drone deal. Yeah. Huh. I know. Um, I, I think in, in Metroid Prime, when they had it on the GameCube, I mean, that the way that they did the morph ball on that was really cool. Yeah. You, you, you remember that? You like yeah. there, there were a couple of things where you had to do, like a couple of, of those detonation the, bombs yeah the bomb jumps you have to do you have to do like one and then as the other one you would set it in the air and get a double jump in order to hit like yep. stuff like that is so cool i okay just jumping off on that sure did you guys ever get the grapple i never got the grapple no ever Brand, brandon was the one who played it in our household and i just ended up watching him but i i could never get it, it i never difficult. got the grapple you I, get the grapple before this boss fight that is this giant dude and it just it's, it takes up the entire screen, and you can't see anything because you're switching different visor deals to see, oh, like because yeah, yeah. you have the different I, like yeah, viewers, yeah, and you're switching them up so you can see where his weak points are. And it's the the boss fight is like it's broken, yep, and it's so frustrating. I smacked yeah. my head against that wall at my uncle's house for like four weeks. I really want to go play that game now. I know, I know. it's talking about Fenderana drifts. They uh they came out with Metroid Prime trilogy a little while oh, back. Yeah, and the Wii. Yeah. Yep. Which is awesome because you can use the Wiimote for it, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the one, the really crappy one in the trilogy? Other M. Well, Other yeah. M is terrible. But yeah, of the but trilogy, I, I don't know. I didn't really like two that much. Echoes, Echoes was not that yeah. great. I, I don't know. Metroid Prime was the best of, of the 3D oh, yeah. Metroid games. Um, Echoes was all right, but it was just tedious. Like you had to, you get the yeah. white ones in the black section, the black ones in the black yeah, section. Exactly. Like whatever the combination was, I just don't. I also didn't like no in the second it. one that there was actual ammo. I liked in the first one how you yeah. had a gun, there was no ammo. You had different beams and stuff, do, yeah. yeah. Except for missiles, but... You know. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's different. Um, I think the 
price point is about right where it's at twenty dollars and, and that's where it's at at steam it's it's a little high for the show which is why i was a little nervous to do it at first but i think it's a, it's a solid enough game to where i understand why they put it at that price still if you're gaming on a budget and many of us are honestly wait till it goes on sale i i would say it's pretty new to steam so it yeah. might take a minute but yeah once it does that's, definitely yeah. pick it up yeah it's the biggest thing um, story was a bit thin for me, but that's probably more just along the lines of I didn't get to play, you know, eight hours of it. I only got to play a few hours. I mean, honestly, after I got the wall walking through deal, I had to turn it off and, and go do some other stuff, write up these notes for the show, all that fun stuff. So, um, the whole hitting a to lock yourself on that took some practice for me. It, I, I didn't really get that down. Did you guys? I, I, I don't even really use that that often. Was. Really? What is it yeah. supposed to do? I, all I knew was Oh, you, you hit A, you can't, you can't move, but you can aim all in one spot. I would I would do that quite a bit. I never really got it down. I don't think I ever used that. It's good <laughs> when you're in a tight spot. It is. For sure. Speaking of tight spots, um, the... That's a bad way to start a sentence. <laughs> oh, uh, Andy can move a truck in tight spots. Woo! Andy can. <laughs> Spirograph turn. Yeah. No, just the uh, the hacker. You get the hacker beam. Uh, yeah, I, Why do you UGG? Uh, that's such a cool thing. Oh, I have new to say thing. the hacker beam was really cool for me because it was almost like he was breaking the game. Mm-hmm. It, it was almost like breaking down the fourth wall of the video game <clears throat> because you were hacking the monsters in the game. It, it almost, for me, was like a callback. There was a Sega game uh, called Comic Zone. And you were this guy who would jump pain to pain in comics. And like you could use different aspects of the comic to defeat your enemies. Wasn't that beautiful, Joe? Kind of like that, yeah. It was okay. uh, it was like side scrolling fighter like that, but um, it was almost I, I think a callback to Comic Zone type of games. They did that kind of similarly with, yeah, yeah. Uh, although it fit. It wasn't like super fourth balling. It was just like this planet's really weird. Meet these weird head aliens. We're getting items that make you float and stuff. Yeah, why not let you destroy things genetic code to benefit yourself? Yeah, okay. because there there were monsters where, uh, for instance, one of them is this little like alien thing dude. that jumps out of a wall kind of oh i hate those guys but if you hacked them <laughs> when they jumped out of the wall they created a platform instead of like just flying through this is weird yeah there's another one that um if you, a little bit more when you play in there's a part where these little guys shoot lasers and big laser beams if you turn them they'll break open certain walls and you can get like yep. upgrades go to different areas Yep. So really. hacking really changes the game. It's a really, really cool addition. And, and by hacking, I mean like uh, you actually transforming them into that like glitchiness. Like, yeah. Like the NES is getting dusty. the old NES glitch. So yeah. It, it looks like the game is broken, and that actually makes sense because you're breaking the monsters and making them do something they're not supposed to do. the The best way to describe what this really does, though, is um, if you have played an NES game and you know all the like if you're fighting and you see all those dots on the screen that are impossible to avoid and you just think to yourself after you've died 500 times yeah, how can is, I get past that? The game is not forgiving. No. You die expect to die if you play this game. But that's what they give you the hacker for is like it there are these purple bug thingies. I don't know what they're called, but they stand on ledges and shoot three missiles at you. Oh yeah, the ones that look you, like they're doing the crab walk. Yep. Yeah. And if you hack them, they only shoot one. Huh. So it's, But you can't Okay, I have a question. When you hack something, can't you not kill it anymore? No, I mean, you can Some d- of them you can it. kill. There are random ones. Like, everyone does something different. Some of them uh, you hack and you can't kill them. Because but the majority of them you can kill or there's no reason to kill them because they don't hurt you anymore. Yeah. That's why I hated the hacking gun is because I used it a couple of times and it made things invulnerable, but then they could still hit me. And I'm like, there's, I think there's I, only like two or three see. monsters. Yeah, that would surprise me. Those must have been the two or three <laughs> monsters that I got to use yep. it on. 
Ugh, that's why I didn't really enjoy that too much. My favorite would have been I, I, when I got the jump upgrade, it was on. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Always on, all the time. I like the idea of just this constant progression in games. Oh, I think yeah. that's a reason why we play games, first of all, is to to get better. I mean, it's, it's a big thing for me is getting better, getting stronger, working on yourself in order to reach that next objective. It doesn't necessarily only have to apply to video games. It applies to a lot of things. I think this game does that very, very well. That's actually one reason that I personally... Like, Mario games are actually... A, they're good games, but I'm not that into them because there's no character progression, really. Like, you're, you're, you're Mario the whole time. I mean, you can get, like, the different mushrooms and feathers and yada yada. But overall, you're not getting stronger. You're just trying to beat the level. You can get stronger in the stage because there's power-ups in the stage. Yeah. Or you can carry them over, but there's no, like, there's no permanency. Like yeah, when- you're not gaining more hearts. Or, like, in Zelda, you're not uh, getting new guns or anything. You're just... It's that stockpiling feeling. It's the same reason why I can enjoy games like that, but then also enjoy games like Harvest Moon. Because yeah. yeah. it's about it's about stockpiling. It's about the hitting that pleasure center in my brain that's greed. <laughs> and like, yeah, I'll get all the stuff. More, more, more. And that's one of the reasons that I like, you know, we were so into WoW, uh, especially for me. Like, yeah. my big thing was in WoW was being the best. Like, everyone makes You're fun of me because I was, like, the spreadsheet guy who, like, wanted to be the top DPS and, and yada, yada, yada. you were the top DPS, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, I was, but... <laughs> Until you died. Until I died. <laughs> but uh, that was the reason that I loved doing that is because I wanted to get the the best in that game, get the highest upgrades, yada, yada. If, if there was no upgrades and it was just, here's 10 people that have these abilities, right. try to beat the boss, wouldn't have been that Why? Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's that's something that a lot of like early Nintendo games, like AJ, you, you mentioned Zelda before. Mm-hmm. That's a reason why those games work so well is because you start off a puny shrimp with only three hearts and a sword, and you end the game with 20 of them, and you have all these different 16. weapons. Whatever, Brandon. It's just, <laughs> you, you end the game with all of these different upgrades and abilities, and you've learned so much, but you, you have to learn so much in order as the game gets harder and harder and harder, and that is such a rewarding feeling. That's one of the reasons I play video games. Um, I actually, while we're on the topic of Zelda really quick, I wanted to tell you guys about a theory or a new game, Zelda game that would be cool. Okay. If it were made. Let's hear it. It was a fan deal. Um, so you are Zelda, but it's the roles are reversed. Link is a prince and he's been like kept away for years to try to save him from being corrupted for the tribe or whatever, like whatever Zelda plot line Wait, you want to throw Zelda in there. doesn't Zelda save the princess? Yeah. That's what, that's <laughs> yeah, what I Yeah. Literally with. Zelda is saving the prince. Uh. Not ass, but yeah. Um, And so you're Zelda and you have to like uh, enlist like different people to go help you storm Hyrule Castle and save Link from his fate. I don't know. Like they had all this artwork for it and how Ganondorf. Oh, man. Oh, man. I just got so excited about the idea. Zelda was one of my favorite characters to play in like Super Smash Brothers Melee. Oh, Sheik is really good. Yeah, Sheik and then Zelda being able to switch between those two. All about that up smash. She's awesome. All about that leg up smash. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Let's see, didn't I have any other... No- oh, okay. Again, my biggest problem with the game is the story. It kind of felt flat for me. The The intro cinematic was really well done, but the creatures and the worlds you're running around, it just kind of felt meaningless, and it didn't really feel like I should care about these things that are trying to kill me. Does that make sense? And again, now, maybe this is just me only playing X amount of time. Unless you're a very unique person like Michael Kirkblade, the guy who spawned Michael. the... Uh, Elder Scrolls lore universe. Oh. Unless you're a, a very rare person like him or Tolkien, you're 
creativity flops at a certain point at plateaus. That's true. So if you're this one guy, albeit he did an amazing job. He did. It imagine if he would have had like ten to fifteen people working on this project. Yeah. And then he had all their artistic opinions. Yeah, story like, wasn't I think his... the sprite art would have been a, like even more fulfilling. Be that the case. Mr. Hap did way better than I ever could. So I shouldn't poo-poo that so much. I, I do He's have to hapless. I do have to agree with you that the monsters themselves, um I didn't really feel like first off, I didn't feel like they were all together. Like they felt like they were more um some of them random now. yeah, some of them, but for the most part it felt like they were random animals in the world. Like if I was walking around the jungle and I was attacked by <laughs> a tiger. A bear getting yeah, out like of that it, that's what it felt like is I was out in a world being attacked by the wildlife sure and i don't know if that was intended or not what is the boss the bosses themselves were obviously something that was trying to kill me but everything else just seemed like wildlife that i had to kill or avoid work around that's that's kind of my my opinion of it as well so why don't we go from there into actually rating the game that we're talking about um now we had talked a little bit before the show but the rating system for this week was those one monsters giant robot heads was it giant robot? I thought we, we it was the giant robot heads. I thought it was the creepy white dudes running at you. Oh, is it really giant robot heads? Yeah, giant robot. Is that our rating? System? No, 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 no. I was thinking the creepy, <laughs> like shambling white dudes running at you. You know what I'm talking about? Creepy right? white dudes. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> creepy white guys. How many Stanleys living on the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, we'll pick creepy white shambling dudes. How, about, <laughs> how many free candy in that van over there? <laughs> So, creepy white dudes, is that what we're going for? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> creepy, crazy white I just, dudes. I, I, just had to, I just had to mention that you guys needed to be a little bit more creative than like, giant, giant robot heads. heads. Oh, giant okay. robot Fine. heads. Creepy white dudes. Creepy Ooh. white dudes is pretty creative. <laughs> That's just, <I> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, I guess I'll start. Um, solid game, honestly. The controls, gameplay, sound work, music, progression. The game delivers on quite a bit the the only thing really for me that it actually kind of lacked and i've kind of been saying it the whole episode but was the story it kind of fell flat for me and that's more the fact that i didn't get to play a lot of it rather than the game's actual fault i'm sure if i played as much as you andrew it probably would have gotten better i would have gotten more invested in trace and his plight and all of this crazy world and the horrible anthony bad guy so if that that's Anthony. my only complaint about this game, well done, because this is a solid game that you're going to have a lot of fun playing, right? Indeed. Indeed. So with that being said, I'm going to give Axiom Verge, let's go 8.5 crazy white dudes out of creepy. 10. Creepy, creepy white, white dudes. dudes. Creepy white dudes. Well, they can be crazy and creepy. Creepy, crazy white dudes. But, but well, CC white dudes. Okay. <laughs> CC white dudes. <laughs> CC white. That's my rapper name. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Um, you know, I think uh, Axiom Verge brought both things that, that that the title is the synopsis. It brings both the Axiom and the Verge together okay. to verge <laughs> the Axioms and make the game itself. Now, um, Touche. Axiom Verge, like, it's, I love, I'm in love with this game. Um, <laughs> it, I never thought I would be saying like, yeah, you know, I had a better experience with this than Metroid Fusion. Wow. Because I love, I play Metroid uh, Fusion once a year. And okay. I love that game. I love being terrified of the SAX. I love killing the SAX at the end, mm-hmm. getting the, to the weird tree boss where you got to shoot the weird things with the pollen you, that drops down and fall into the pits. Fight Ridley in that game. You do. You okay. fight. Um, he comes out of the ceiling and he's a pain and shoots his little needly needle at you. Good. <laughs> um, but uh, this game's the sound is so solid. 
The artwork is the pixel art I'm in love with. It's really flowy, and that's it's hard to make continuity with pixel art with stuff right. like that. And on top of that, the control scheme for it, other than the whole down thing, which I agree with you, Brandon, um, is phenomenal. Which it's hard to get controls that well, that well good. That well, if you good. know what I mean. No, I do. Well good. Um, it's very they're very tight controls. Oh, quite. And I just everything about the game, like the the. It has very unique weapons and very unique ways to play the game, and that gives it a crap ton of uh, replayability, which I love. Right. Um, honestly, I have to give this game like a nine point five wow. out of ten. I mean, the only sure. the only point five that I would say that there's room for improvement is there is room. Obviously, it's one dude because if he got a team of people on Axiom Verge two or something, oh my gosh, and they piled their resources and like really thought about what they could borrow from the Metroidvania genre to propel this game forward for the next one um making the map more detailed um making a a more in-depth story that's more congruent with how awesome and open the world is Mm -hmm. um it's almost like nes morrowind just to some certain degree and i think that's why i'm so in love with it it's weird and it's amazing and i want more of it in my life that's definitely a good way of of phrasing this is a weird game yeah good but it is weird yeah so what would you give a rating? Oh, nine point five. Right, derp. Okay, Brandon. A nine point pie. Your your turn. Your turn for me to completely ignore what you were saying and okay. then question your rating again. How many of those creepy white dudes would I give this? Yeah. Um, first off, I feel weird giving creepy white dudes to anyone. <laughs> give all the creepy white but, dudes uh, you want. It's a solid rating. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, the creepy white dudes that I would give this game. Overall, this game did it. I lo- I like this game a lot. Um, I only played it a couple hours, but in that <laughs> amount of time, don't don't even. Sorry, it's just. Overall, this game did it. It did it. This game did it. Wolf's Den freaking did it. <laughs> but uh, I, I love NES games. I think the NES is probably my favorite system like ever. Seriously? Maybe it's, maybe it's overall nostalgia value. Wow. But, uh, okay. The NES, it was I, a great I love system. The NES. I would go buy another one probably, and probably I'll sell you one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're like serious, but no, I uh, am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the NES. It was a lot of fun. Probably just nostalgia. But this game hit the nostalgia point of me I, I don't know how else to phrase that it hit your nostalgia it, chakras it, it, it did my, <laughs> yes. the, the nostalgic part of my brain was, was totally okay it was hit. perfect the, the first flame time. okay <laughs> and i think that's just uh the way that they did the art and everything so I, i'm totally all about the art the story i'm with andy didn't get that far into it but i'm i'm okay with that most games i don't play for the story wow has an, a really huge story i never read a quest I paid no attention to any of the story. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait! You've never read a quest. Uh, the only part, the only quest I ever read in WoW was to figure out what I was supposed to do if I couldn't figure out. the Are quest. you kidding? I I didn't care about you the didn't story read, like, at the all. The Shadowmourn quest no. or anything? No, screw that. No, he, he, I was all about oh my that, that. Okay, so yo. Brandon, I'm gonna give you a quick lowdown wow. on WoW lore since you don't know it. Though. <laughs> oh my gosh. So there, we be, don't have time for at the beginning. <laughs> of, at the beginning of the at the world, there's a guy named uh, Kill Jaden who does a bunch of bad things. Anyways, and my review on this game. The the story didn't even care. Not even gonna subtract any void any points because I didn't really care about story. I'm all about that progression. This game had progression, which I like. Um, overall, I'd give this game probably about a nine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the, I would probably subtract a point because of the price. It is a little high for those of us who would probably play this type of game. But if you get it on sale, because totally worth we're it. We're broke. Yep. Get it on sale. Do-do. Totally worth it when it's on sale. All right, and I believe so. Nine, nine point five, eight point five. It's a solid game. 
Yep. So why don't we go from there? <laughs> AJ didn't play. So yeah. that that's why AJ's if, not. If my if my deafening silence uh, has said anything this episode, it's I did not touch this game at all. It's okay, AJ. It sounds like a, we it, love you. Anyways. It sounds like a good game, guys. Well, you know what? What would, what would you rate this game based on what we said? <laughs> this is a this is a solid game. Okay. Uh, How many creepy white dudes would you give what we well, said no, about I, this I, game? I want, I want to hear his reasoning why he thinks <laughs> okay. it's a good game. Okay. Well, there were there were evidently some creepy white dudes in it. There were. We, there were. We talked a little. You. We talked a little bit about Metroid, and that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a solid eight. Okay. Solid eight. I can't, no, eight. I can't give it any less than eight. <laughs> I like well it. Because I also mentioned Zelda this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's our Win. review, ladies and gentlemen, of Axiom Verge. Uh, join us next week for a new indie, well, a new video game we'll be talking about. New. And I believe that is my turn to pick, right? Did we want to do a video game or did we want to do like a collaboration of the past 20 episodes? Well, what? I, th- I think we should definitely uh, go into that a little bit, you know, go uh, play the last games we played and kind of... Sure. I- I'm not sure, I mean, whether or not we'll do that this episode or next episode, but the next game we will be playing, not necessarily next week. I'm going to hijack Brandon's um, uh, recommendation, and we're going to check out Torabash. The awkward it Torabash or Torabash? Is this, like, Torabash. Is this like a bar mitzvah fight? It's, it's basically a, a it's <laughs> like if you have played the game, the Flash game, Quop, it's like a fighting Quop. <laughs> oh, my God. So good luck. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> how, are, how are we going to talk about an hour? Challenge we accepted. Will okay, all right. Challenge accepted. So that's the next game we'll be reviewing. It's right. not necessarily we're going to be doing it next week. We might be doing something in the future, a little bit different next week. Yeah, for the show. might be so a little spicy. Might be. A little might spicy. be a little bit different. <laughs> might be. A little Maybe spicy. a little bit crazy. Maybe having my baby. <laughs> next well, week. Andy, okay. he's having my baby. Surprise, by the <laughs> we, way, you're we, pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Oh man. Oh, uh, if you would, if you'd like to contact the show and uh, send us a message, you can go to nordicdirtcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We will talk about it on the show. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at the same name. Thank you. We mentioned it before, but Eric Linder, you're the man. Thank you very much. Devin Doran, you're kind of a man. Devin Doran. Speaking of Devin Doran. Oh, what? yeah. We got a, a five-star review from, yeah. from that fellow. Yeah. We better. Goes by cool, the name Rarbots. Who does that? <laughs> yeah. Rarbots. What's wrong? Added a, a druid. Mm-hmm. Added a plus because he, he thinks he's a hipster. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Love you, buddy. Uh, an awesome podcast of a great group of friends. So he points Aww. out that we're all friends with him. So this this five well, I don't review, know about that. It's a little it's a little biased. That's, That's already okay. irrelevant now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they touch on a, on the big issues in my or in life too very deep and profound. Thanks for all the shout outs too, guys. Keep it up. Also, Freen is the nickname on iTunes was taken, so uh, I'm not okay with this. Good. Oh, Freen. That's a, a five star review to add to our list. There. You're you're Thank such you. an axe murderer. Yep, we still yeah, love pretty you. much. NordyDirk.com is where all the content of the show that we have produced thus far. If you want to check out past episodes, just go there or check us out on iTunes and do a freen and leave us a review of X amount of stars, hopefully five. That's what we like the best. Andrew, where can people find you? They can find me where they always found me. And where would that be? In the wonderful land of books. I was going to say the sewers. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> occasionally on, oh, yeah. on bad weekends, they can find old, me in the old, sewers. Only during the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the no, but they can uh, people can find me um, currently on YouTube. Although I am in the process of getting Twitch set up, um, so uh, you can find me on Twitch TV in a little bit. Uh, it's if, if put a put a bunch of uh, cello tape around it, 
wrap it up, put it in the fridge, wait on that for a few weeks until it starts smelling weird, <laughs> and take it back out, and I'll probably have Twitch TV set up so you cool. guys can start watching. Awesome. Nice. I look forward to that. AJ, yeah. where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Upwork.com, where I'm going to be doing some freelance podcasting, awesome. editing, and yeah. audio mixing and mastering. So if anybody out there has anything that they would like me to uh, to touch... Awesome. Uh, well, that <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we can uh, we can we, we can negotiate some some prices. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um, and you can huh. also find me. I, I I rarely stream anymore. I don't have. I, I'm Children, in the process man. of. Well, it's not even that. I'm in the process of trying to get other things going. So, uh, but I do stream every once in a while at twitch.tv slash eolin 8 Awesome. Brandon, where can people find you? Well, I technically have a Twitch. That's uh, Stab It Abadoo. That's Stab to the Abba. To <laughs> Let the me ask you a question. I like, have you streamed once? <laughs> I like it doesn't that, even matter. I just want to say Stab It Abadoo every time. And just eventually, make a Twitter account. If you're stabbing and you're doing and you're doing and you're going and you're. Maybe I'll make stab a Twitter Stab Adaba to just, Ado. And then you can follow me there because that's probably more of what I'll do than the actual Twitch. But since it's on there. You know, I just like, like to let you started out with saying, I, "What did you say? I have a Twitch." Yeah, I have. A twitch. I have. A twitch. I, have, I, have, I, have, I have a Twitch. It's I a, have a Twitch in my eye. It's, it's right in my eyeball. Yep. Yep. But I'll probably just make a Twitter. I probably won't Twitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> promoting it for months. Just wow. like live tweet. It's, it's possible. I'm playing video games right now. I'll, I'll throw what? it. I'll throw it on my future Twitter that I'll make if I stream, and yeah. then you can all be excited because it'll be fun times. You know what? I went from streaming like six to, to nine hours a week. In the time that you started like advertising <laughs> and to, to completely not streaming at all. Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. So check us out next week for, or not next week for the show. We will be doing a show oh. for you next week. And I we also, do have one more extra thing for you. Yes. This it might be end up something, end up being something that uh, we do as a segment on the show. I really, really want to push this because uh, this is helping people's dreams come true. But I want to really push our some of our Twitter followers uh, that actually do produce indie games or do pixel art or, or things like that that are making their own games. I want to really help people out with that uh, and give them some free free promotion there. So uh, some guys on Twitter message us uh, for Nocturnals. Those guys are making a tower defense game that looks freaking sweet. Nice. Uh, I don't. I'm not a personal huge fan of tower defense games, but I'm gonna try this. Hey, out. As long as it's better than Orcs Must Die, I think we're good. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> no pressure. Uh, but it's in alpha right now, and you can check that out at four the number the number four nocturnals.com. Sweet. Sweet. I'll check that out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but if you ever want us to talk about your game or anything, we're we're totally willing to try out some games promoting on the yeah. show. Just let, let us know. Us. Yeah. Send us an like, email. Like, comment, subscribe. Yep, all that fun yeah. stuff. So in the meantime, unless we have anything else for the fine listeners at home, apparently Woody Harrelson thinks that the whole government is run by like seven people. Well, I watched I watched the documentary. That, okay. And it's that, really stupid. <laughs> well, that came out of nowhere. Andrew. Woody Harrelson indeed. Woody Harrelson, apparently. That Woody Harrelson, man. Anyone named Woody. Hey. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> exactly. That's where I was going. I never said anything about, you know, anything. That's my realm. I, I just said anyone named Woody. Anyone named Woody. That didn't really mean anything. Our find outstanding members <laughs> exactly. of our society. I mean, they're all toys. <laughs> For myself. For Mr. Brandon Campbell. I don't even know what I'm talking about For anymore. Mr. A.J. Vogel. I cannot stress enough. Please hire me. And <laughs> rounding us out, as he does, the caboose himself, Andrew Linder. Yo, you know, we got to set up a time where we can go out, get a few bites to eat. Maybe I can pick up your number. We'll go out a second time. We'll, I'll cook up some cheeseburgers. I'll, I'll treat you fine. 
I'll buy you some wedges. You know, you, I know you like wedges, like potato wedges. <laughs> we'll play some video games and talk about the next game on the Naughty Dark Podcast. Seriously. I'm all about some burgers. Seriously, though, ladies, he, he is single. Check him out. I am <laughs> single and ready to jingle. There was not enough. All the way. There was not it's a movie man. with Turbo Man <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, man. It's oh, a, a bad. That's a horrible, horrible movie. There, was, there wasn't enough man in there. Man. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> what? I saw a picture. Let's of, just end this. I saw a picture online the other day. If it was, it was Ice Tea, the actor, yes. but in a cup of Ice Tea, yeah. and it was just the ice cubes were all pictures of Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking laughed so hard. Oh no! Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and please do me a favor: do not get killed by creepy white dudes. I gotta say, today was a good day. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Uh, what's awesome. What's Cowboy Bebop? Brandon Campbell! <laughs> <laughs>